Welcome to Career Revisionist with Dr. Grace Lee, dedicated to doers, dreamers, and realists who want more success and satisfaction in their life. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a fulfilling career where it's all about doing work you love and growing your income without sacrificing your values? And now your host, she's keto-friendly, Dr. Grace Lee. For the first time in the history of Career Revisions podcast, I'm going to be talking to two guests at the same time. Craig is a doctor of chiropractic and Gareth is a bodybuilder. So what's the connection? Well, the two of them are host of the Ridiculously Human podcast. So if you haven't if you haven't heard of that, go and check that out. It is an amazing podcast where the two of them, they invite people on their show to share with complete vulnerability and honesty their personal story because it's their mission to create greater human connection in this world. I mean, their passion is to have people share their stories so that their listeners and their viewers can feel empowered and be inspired by the stories that they hear. Right, Because they believe that, well, if you hear someone else's story and you hear the things that they're doing in their life, it kind of gives you permission to be better. It gives you a permission to overcome the challenges that you're facing as well because you have evidence now that it's possible. Right. So how did I meet Gareth and Craig? Well, they invited to me to be on their podcast. And when I was on their podcast, I was quite moved by their mission and I resonated with their, with their vision as well of creating a human connection. Because really, this is the relationship economy. So I thought, well, since I was on their podcast, why not reciprocate? So today, I'm going to have them both on the show. So let's give a warm welcome for Craig and Gareth. So hello, and welcome back to another episode of our show, of the show, Career Revisionist. Today is going to be something that I have never done before. We are making history today, and today I have two guests on the show. I'm going to be talking to two people at the same time. So why am I doing that? I have here Craig Haywood and Gareth Martin, and I met them because I was a guest on their show, on their podcast. And if you haven't heard of it, their podcast is called The Ridiculously Human Podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out. And if you're listening to me on the podcast right now and you're not on the YouTube channel you, and you can't see them, what they, both of them are wearing white t-shirts that say ridiculously human on it. So if you haven't checked it out, go and check out their podcast. I was on their podcast. We chatted for a couple of hours and it was an amazing conversation. And so now I have both of them with me on my show. And so Let's just get a, 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 a let's just start the conversation by getting an understanding of why. How did you two meet? How did you and how did it come together to the ridiculously human contest? How did you meet? <laughs> you want to go crazy? First of all, we just want to say thank you so much for for having us, and uh, we had such a great conversation with you on our on our show. So yeah, we, we're super excited to be chatting to you today. Awesome! It's I'm I was excited about this too. <laughs> <laughs> Cool stuff. Well, Craig, why don't you take through the story, bud? Yeah. So basically, we had a really great story. Like, it, it's it's a an interesting joining of of similarities in the way we think and and similar hearts. And so, Gareth and I met uh, on the dance floor in Ibiza, actually. <laughs> and uh, we just had we we'd met through through friends, and we'd spent sort of a few days together there, um, just so totally coincidentally. And you know, sometimes you meet someone and you just sort of spark this this friendship. You just know straight away this is going to be a great friendship. And uh, we had these deep conversations that that holiday, and we we discussed all sorts of things um, and and the way we see the world and the the way we um, are excited about certain things. 
and uh, we, we just sort of um, sparked this friendship. I was living in Holland at the time and, and Gareth is in London. So we met for holidays, skiing and things. And, we, and this friendship just sort of grew. And ultimately, uh, we, we ended up like discussing the one time we were sitting in a in a bar in uh, in Madrid together and just having this deep conversation about life and people. And uh, we had some uh, stories from our grandfathers, which maybe Gareth can tell us about in a sec. And, and we just decided, you know what, we should be recording these conversations. Hey, Gareth. Yeah, for sure. And, and that was it. So like, like Craig said, yeah, we, we had this amazing meeting uh, on that dance floor in Ibiza, which was just, uh, you know, <laughs> so, so many good times. And then, um, uh, like we used to join in, we used to go on these trips and stuff. And, and the time when we were in Madrid, we had, we were doing a bar crawl and we had, it had plenty of sangria and the <laughs> conversation was flowing <laughs> and we were with another friend of ours. And like Craig said, we were just like, this is such a great conversation. I'm sure other people would love to, um, you know, listen to these sort of conversations. So, you know, it's always nice being sort of like a, a fly on the wall sort of thing. And, um, and then basically, you know, we just kind of dropped the sort of uh, seed there. You know, we kind of planted the seed and then uh, literally our lives moved on a little bit. And Craig moved from Holland to Australia and, um, you know, he changed uh, the jobs, obviously, that he was doing. Um, same industry, of course. But uh, And then I was working as a banker in London. And then I decided to quit and start my own business. And things just worked out in terms of timing. And we were like, hey, remember that podcast we were talking about? Like, should we do it now? Because it just kind of it fitted into our lives a hell of a lot better. And then we were like, cool, let's go for it. And, and that, was, that was how our podcast started. <laughs> Wow. So what inspired the name, the Ridiculously Human Podcast? <laughs> so so it was it was awesome. We did this thing called um what's it called? Uh brain brainwriting brain basically. So so what you do instead of brainstorming, what you do is you um you both write down uh like names that you like and then you come and you meet up in a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you talk about the the ones that you like and then what that does is that gets the creative juices flowing and then you, you kind of go, okay, cool. What about this? And what about that? Like mixing the two. And then we started writing more and more down and like joining words that we had. And then one of us had the word ridiculously and one of us had the word human and in our names. And we're like, Hey, what about ridiculously human? (laughs) And we're like, that's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> Let's quickly check if anyone's got it. And then we just slept on it. And then we were just like, this is an epic name. And so it was literally just through, literally just us coming up together and brainwriting slash brainstorming it together. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, you know, it represents basically exactly what we talk about and who, who we want to be and who we are and who we all are. You know, like we all have this um, innate similarity between all of us, you know, and there's this, um, we, we all have the same struggles and strifes and wants and needs and to be loved and have friendship and connection. And, and, and that is all ridiculously human, you know? And so it's, it's not so much about being ridiculous as it is just the, the nature that, that it's just, we need to lighten up about all of our, like, like lighter, let's say the tougher sides of our of our lives, or the quirky, or weird, or strange things that we all have, and mm. just embrace all of those kinds of things. And and so the name was, uh, you know, when we when we 
came across that name, we were just like, wow, that's, that's exactly how we feel about um, what we want to do. And it's so, you know, when you just know, and it was one of those, yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's important not to get like maybe confused with the word ridiculous. Cause I think ridiculous and ridiculously are, 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 you know, separate and like things are like ridiculously cool and all these sort of things, you know, that's what how people use the word often. So we're like <laughs> ridiculously human. And then just kind of fitted nicely together with the whole message we wanted to share. Like Craig said, it creates a really interesting culture, doesn't it? When you, mm. when you add that, when you add the adverb, you know, make, turn it into an adverb, it creates a really cool culture to it. <laughs> yeah. So Craig, you're a doctor of chiropractic. I mean, Gareth, That's you right. are a transformation coach. You're a bodybuilder. I want to ask both of you to answer this question individually. So what, how does the Ridiculously Human podcast fit in with what you do? Hmm. You go, Craig. So, so look, from, from my side, it's very entwined with what I do day to day. So first of all, what I do is, is um, misperceived or uh, is sometimes a little bit, there's a misnomer about what I do really. And, and what we're really dealing with is the very innate ability of the human body, body to take care of itself and the way the signals from the brain travel to the body and back up again mm-hmm. and uh, through this very sort of sensitive, uh, squishy thing that's housed in the spine. <laughs> and, and that's basically what we're working with day to day. And so the very thing that makes us human is our central nervous systems, as you'll know, Grace. And so it's, it's the way we get through our days, the way we interact in the world is, is a mix between the way we receive signals and, the, and then the way we put the signals out. And there's, and there's this sort of symphony and, there's, and, and the conductor of the symphony is your central nervous system. So um, to have a healthy one is kind of uh, integral to, to being successful in the world. And I think uh, so day to day, I'm dealing with that. But then the real deeper layer is that you're just dealing with people. People want to feel great. People want to get through the world in a, in a uh, sort of a sense where they uh, are feeling good within themselves. Because if you're not feeling good within yourself and, and feeling sort of inspired within your own body, there's no ways you can give that off to other people and, and really operate in the world. So it's just connecting. I connect or I have to connect with people on a day-to-day basis on a very human level to, to understand where they are and listen to where they are and then try and uh, follow what, their needs with an understanding that we all have similar needs. So it's really actually helped me in my own industry now because I've become a much better listener uh, and, uh, and just understanding that, um, that you know, we, we, we do want similar things in life, even, no matter who you speak to or where you're from. And we, we, we've spoken to people from all around the world. Um, and at the end of the day, it's quite comforting to know, you know, we're in this together. I've got you. And, and Gareth and I have both sort of spoken about this. We, our opinions on things have become softened. You know, we, we're not as like super opinionated about things anymore because there's no right and wrong. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there, there are all different ways, different ways to perceive the world and that's okay. And so to just take a bit more time to be curious about these things uh, and other people's lives and stories is so important. So that's how it's really helped me frame my work better. Yeah, that's l- nicely said, Craig. And and for me, like Grace, I've always been fascinated in in people, like in psychology and human behavior. And 
it's basically the podcast. It, it fits into my life because every single week we get to speak to just incredible people from such like diverse backgrounds, you know, like, um, you know, like yourself. And we've had like, you know, we're literally launching 100 in two weeks time. So we've spoken to many, many, many fascinating people. And in terms of the podcast, it really helps me sort of just understand human behavior and human psychology better um, and therefore allows me to be a better person as well and therefore a better coach as well because I can I have just more information to kind of draw on you know and, and just to understand people from a from a more round perspective and and a deeper perspective too and so that's that's how it allows me every single day to you know to help my coaching clients and then uh, to help myself too you know and just to be overall a better person, like Craig and I have both changed, I think, a hell of a lot. You know, he mentioned us being, um, you know, like a little bit, say, softer and, and not, say, opinionated and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we, we just are, I think, better people because we, we understand, like, you know, people more and we, we, have more, we have more respect, we have more perspective and, and I think more love too, you know what I mean? That one of the things that really stands out for us is how short life is. Like literally every single week with every person we speak to, we're totally reminded how short life is, you know, and, and uh, you know, things can just change like this. And um, we must really respect that. We must respect that about life. And if we can respect that, it will allow us to be better people uh, with other people. So just treat each other better. So, so that's how it fits into my life. <laughs> you know what I love about what you both just shared? is that you've both found ways to expand outside of what you do and find ways to innovate, to reinvent, and to become bigger and better versions of yourself. You know, and in addition, you both of you come from very different backgrounds. You have different areas of expertise and areas of knowledge and different life experiences. And at the same time, you found a way to come together so creatively and make it work so seamlessly. Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of my listeners, they're professionals. They've worked hard. They've made, a lot of them have gone to school and they've chosen a career path. And they've been in this career path doing something or a role or a job title for a certain period of time. And often it, it, it's common for people to feel so identified with this one career track mm -hmm. that they don't, they don't think of things outside of that as being relevant, right? So I want you to comment, like each of you to comment on what was, how did you, how did, how were you able to find this connection into podcasting? Like, and how could you advise someone to expand outside of their, their world to create something like that? Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's, it's very interesting because we actually were just chatting before this. Um, there, there's an amazing book called range by a guy called David Epstein. And um, he talks about, uh, the importance of trying as many things as you can in the world to find out what it is that you like, you know, as opposed to like, you know, say maybe studying a certain subject and then focusing in on that and spending the rest of your life doing that because, you know, as humans, we change and we evolve and, and we, we need to be constantly curious and, and uh, doing things that bring us joy. And, um, you know, we must, we, we mustn't like get sort of, um, stuck in this kind of like, um, buckets of like, this is what I have to do for, for the kind of the rest of my life. So, um, 
in terms of what what is the actual question again? Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring this back a little bit. What is the like question? Just, yeah, just how how were you able to pull these things together and find the connection? Okay, cool, cool. I don't know. I think we were just like it was just, we do have a lot in common, actually, you know, like we're both South African, we're both kind of the same age. And, and in South Africa, there's this bond that you, you can't explain to other people. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure each country says they have it, but like in South Africa, we have this amazing bond with each other, you know? And so that was like an instant thing which brought us together. And we have these commonalities and ways of saying things and things like that. And um, I just feel like we as a team, you know, like our, um, our skills and our expertise just molded beautifully together. You know, like Craig is super smart when it comes to what he does. And I'm like, okay, when it comes to what I do. <laughs> but the thing is we like, we communicate really, really well. And especially with each other. Um, and we've just become better at understanding each other as well. So, um, hopefully that kind of answers the question. <laughs> And I just add there as well, like, you know, well said there, Gareth. And the, the, the one thing, Grace, that we, <clears throat> we've always discussed is like, as Gareth mentioned, there's a, we get siloed or we get identified the story we've told ourselves over a length of time in your career or as a person, you know, it's Craig, the chiropractor, or it's Gareth, the, the, yeah. the banker. And, and that, that's what, how people see you and you see yourself. But it's so important in life to, try to expand on that maybe or just test it you know maybe maybe in t- five or ten years time I'm, I'm something totally different you know and 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 in this day and age things do change you people don't stay in the same career their whole lives necessarily um like they used to you know you get the gold watch 50 years you've been there well done but but it doesn't work like that anymore and so um you know we we also kind of wanted to give ourselves a challenge and as Gareth mentioned part of our connection was growing up in a country South Africa which has had a lot of strife it's had a lot of tough times and but you know what through tough times and through challenging yourself on purpose like to to have the challenge and also from sort of externally things you can't control these challenges ultimately do lead you down a path of growth and and connection. So if you've been through something with someone else that might be quite tough, you tend to bond with them quicker. And um, and so now the process of running, starting a podcast is is great. We recommend people because first of all, you learn new skills, you learn more about yourself, and if you're interviewing people, you learn more about others. And at the end of the day, that's those are just valuable skills that are going to help you no matter what industry you're going to be in. So um, I would imagine you feel the same way, Grace, with, with your podcast. Oh, absolutely. It's enriched what I do. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I mean. I find it so interesting because let's say there's other chiropractors in the room or let's say there are other coaches in the room, you know, or bodybuilders in the room. You know, they would say that, well, I'm a chiropractor and that's what I do. I help people with their health. Mm. why why would i start a podcast you know you see what i mean there's like siloed thought processes of podcasters are for people who have a business and they want to pitch something you know they you know what i mean right so my question to you craig and i'll and i'll come to gareth as well so craig you've been a doctor in chiropractic did you always have a vision for what your career would look like you know what grace it's tough because i think and we've discussed this a lot. When you when you're 17, 16, 17, 18, it's so difficult, you know, like 
what am I going to do for the rest of my life? That's kind of the, the feeling that one has, you know, and you start to put a lot of, you get pressure put on you at that age. Generally people are like, Oh, so what are you going to study after school? Or what are you going to become when you, you know, when you're done with school and you have to start making decisions. So I was sort of medically inclined or like I was into biology and these kinds of things. And, um, but I got really lucky. I had like a, a moment where, um, I had a, a moment where I saw my, I had a sausage dog and then the back legs started to sort of stop working and, uh, you know, she started dragging them around and, and the, the, the vet actually said, why don't you see a chiropractor? Which was strange. We thought this is really odd. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, we were like, we didn't even know what a chiropractor was at the time. And to cut a long story short, the, we took the dog into Jackie to see the chiropractor. Uh, he, he did his thing and, um, and she walked out of the room where she had just dragged her legs into the room. And, um, and I was like, wow, what just happened here? And I was at the sort of influential uh, or uh, age of 17. So for me, that was like, well, that's easy. I, now I know what I'm going to do. But I know, obviously, it's not as simple. I, I just got lucky in a way like that I'd seen this and it kind of really st- stuck with me. But I mean, I, I can imagine it must be really hard to to just know what you're going to do. And the, the, the sort of message is like, the, the cool thing is that, like you said, you don't have to be siloed actually. <laughs> like it's okay to try different things as Gareth mentioned as well. And, um, and take some time to sort of get to know yourself first, because with everything, everything starts from within um, your, your um, strength comes from within, not from without. So if you get to know yourself and what you like and what you don't like, that's probably a good place to start rather than, which career do you want to get into? You know, that's, that would be my sort of thought process on that whole story. Okay. How about you, Gareth? Did you always have a vision for your career path? Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. I, I left South Africa when I was 18 and I came to the UK and I was only ever going to be here for a year. And I thought I was going to, um, study to be a physio actually. Um, I had actually enrolled to to the university in Cape Town to to be a physio, and then I came to the UK and I I kind of used this as like a gap year, and I I just kind of started doing like any job that I could do, you know, and I was I was doing you name it. I did medical trials, I did telemarketing, I did beer packing, I did <laughs> you name it. I kind of like I went through it, but I was eighteen. I think you kind of have to do that thing, you know, and then and then. Uh, I decided like, instead of going back to South Africa to study to be a physio, I was like, I'm going to stay in London because I was like, well, actually I was encouraged to by the guys that I lived with. I had these, I lived in a house of like 15 or 16 people. And in my room, there was four. We had like bunk beds in our bedroom. <laughs> and uh, the other guys in my room were these Aussie and Kiwi guys. And they were like 10 years older than me. And they're like, why are you going home after one year? You know, like you've still got another year on your visa. We're having fun. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Cool. Let's do that. <laughs> so, um, I was like, I thought I was nicely influenced by these guys. And then, but then at the same time, I always knew I always had, I don't know. I had this thing in me. I was like, okay, if I'm going to stay, I need to do something. Um, I need to do something, you know, with my time here. And then I, I went to like this job fair and, uh, I was, this job fair was for banking and I always loved mathematics as a kid, like and and during school, and I was I was okay at it. So I was like, cool. And I went to it, and it was like this big job fair. And I said to this lady, I was like, um, 
I don't care what I do. I just really, really like maths and I just wanted, wanted a job like a, a sort of secure job. And she's like, cool, no worries. And then, uh, you know, a week or so later, she called me up. She's like, cool, I've got, I've got a job for you. It's in investment banking and you're going to be doing the filing. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah. for, for two years, I almost did the filing. I was literally walking between buildings and I was picking up pieces of paper and I was filing stuff in A4 lever arch files. And that was my job. And I was like, so happy because it was my foot in the door. I didn't have a degree or anything like that. And, and um, to be honest with you, I, the, my, from there, my, my career just progressed and I stayed in banking and, and these sort of things. And, but, but the whole time in my mind, I was like, this is not what I want to do long term. And I, that was always what that was there. But it took me a long time to get out. Look, I tried. I was, I was, I, I was in banking for 18 years at the end of it. Um, and, um, but, but I tried to leave actually, uh, say like five years before that, but it didn't necessarily work out. Um, and yeah, and then I eventually did leave and tried tons of things to eventually find out what I like now. So it's kind of gone like this sort of thing, but it's never, it's, I don't, it's never been like, this is what I want to do only now I feel, and I'm almost like, you know, I'm almost 39. Only now I feel, okay, cool. All of this stuff I've been doing has been manifesting itself into something. And that's what, that's what I'm doing now, you know, or like, and that's that, or this is the direction it's going in. And I, and I feel that this is right. Right. Isn't that yeah. cool? Both of you have come from such different paths mm -hmm. to find, not find, but create the fulfillment you have right now in your life and the purpose for yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Garrison mentioned that he was a, a master filer and uh, <laughs> shows you how far you can come with these certain skills. <laughs> Still a master filer amongst other great things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well look, when you when you get a chance, you've got to like strike while the iron's hot, yeah. like my mother always said. And I was like, I'm gonna be the best filer in London ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they liked the enthusiasm, so that, that was which turned out well. <laughs> You know what? You hit the nail right on the head, Gareth. I love what you said there. Become the best filer you can be, yeah. right? Mm. I mean, you didn't go through the traditional route of going to college. Like, like Craig and I both went to college and we went the traditional route. You didn't do that. Mm. So tell me, Gareth, what was, that, what was the defining moment for you when, as you were going through this journey, you realized you didn't have a degree. So what was, the def was there one even, a defining moment where that was what, fueled you to be able to create what you have now and to realize this is how I'm going to do it. I don't know if there was a defining moment, if I'm honest, but I do know that, um, like I said, once I got my, once I got a job in banking, I knew, okay, cool. This is your lucky break, Gareth. Like you don't have anything behind your name whatsoever. You're a little 19 year old. Um, mm -hmm. so you actually need to bring something else to the game here, you know? So, so whatever job they give you, do it to the best of your ability and do it with a smile on your face and bring good energy and enthusiasm, you know, and like mm. make yourself nice to be around and, and so that they would want you to maybe stay longer if there's an opportunity. So I think the defining moment was just, okay, I know this is a lucky break. Let me make the most of it and just see what happens. I can't say I had any direction like, you know, but, um, but eventually I did start to have direction once they were like, okay, cool. We can see you're not just this guy that's going to come mess around. We actually would like you to carry on. And then 
you know, after two years, they eventually gave me a computer and then they, <laughs> they trained me up from there. So, um, but I do think it was just knowing that it was my foot in the door. It was a, it was a lucky break and I need to make the most of it. Well, how did you know that it was time to leave? Like, how did you know? What was that feeling? You mean leave um, banking in the end? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's had, it's had built up over time, to be honest with you. Like I, I always, I wasn't being that fulfilled by what I was doing because it's very like transactional and very one way. And I think it's, this is often what it's like in the corporate world. You know, you're, you're doing something and it's just for the company and you just like, you're just making money for the business and whatever. So it's like, it's very unfulfilling to some sort of extent, you know, there's, there is a lot of fulfillment in terms of you, you surrounded by clever people and you're learning a lot and these sort of things. But for me, there was always this, this one bucket that was just not getting filled. And that was like, being able to help people, being able to make a difference in the world. Um, and then I think the, 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 the time that it really switched for me, uh, Grace was when I went on a six and a half month sabbatical from my banking job. This was like, um, three years before I eventually left or maybe five years, sorry, before I eventually left. And, um, it was that trip that I was like, wow, okay. There's all these other cool things out there that these people are doing. Like it was just like, as the online world was starting, you know, and I was meeting people traveling and they're like, oh, we design websites and we just work from my laptop. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. I want to do something like that, you know? And, um, so that, that was probably the first trigger where I was like, okay, there's, I, I can see what else is out there. I want, I want that. And then, but then it took six years to kind of eventually save up, uh, build up a bit of expertise and make that jump. So it's, it's not a quick process. You know what I mean? And I think this is what, uh, this is an important lesson for everybody to understand that nothing happens necessarily as quickly as you want it to. Um, and, and it's okay to have a five or six year goal. Like, that's cool. You know, as long as you're working towards it every single day. That's amazing. I love it. So consistency, would you say that's the trait for you that was the, one of the more important traits was to have consistency? A hundred percent. I think consistency in everything you do in life is important. Um, if you want to, if you want to be fit, if you want to, I don't know, talk well, if you want to, I don't know, just whatever the thing is, do that thing daily, you know, just, just do it, just get, make it a habit, get it, make a routine, put a ritual around it, whatever the story is, mm -hmm. but, but do be consistent because mm -hmm. otherwise you just kind of like go all over the place. Yes. Yes. I, okay. So it's interesting. And I, and for lack of a better term, there's kind of like a contrast here going on. Whereas Gareth, you went into banking, you did, you were the best at it. You committed to it and you realized, oh, this isn't for me. So you had to change and figure out which one, which is your, your purpose and, and own it. Right. Whereas Craig, you, from your, your, your dog, Jackie and her hind legs, you realized that, oh, this is kind of cool. I like biology. And then you went to chiropractic and you've been doing it ever since. Right. Yeah. So I guess my question to you is how did you know from the hind leg incident hmm. that this was it, this was the career you wanted to pursue? It's a good question. Um, I think, look, it's defining moments, as you mentioned earlier. So mm -hmm. when I saw that, I, I thought, first of all, my first thought was, I don't know everything about the world. I, I was like, I didn't know what, what this person did. I don't know what, how, how she got sick or, or, you know, not well. And I, I also don't know how he fixed her. Um, but I saw there was a change. I saw how good I felt. I saw how good my mother felt and I saw how good the dog felt. So I, I just knew 
you know what I mean? There was this, this knowing like, wow, that, that something has changed here because of what this person did. And he, he's influenced at least three people or two people and a dog in the world for the better. And I thought, you know what? I, I do like people. And I, I, I was sort of, I'd come out of my shell. I'd been quite shy as a youngster and I'd come out my shell more sort of towards that age. And uh, I felt like I was more gregarious and enjoying people's presence and I thought, you know what? I, I don't think I can sit behind a desk my whole life. Um, and I, and I'm, I can't sit still. If anyone sort of knows me, I, I can't sit still for five minutes. Um, I, love, I, I love being able to like help. You know, you know when you're young, it was, I want to grow. I want to help people. You know, it's kind of this generic term. Yeah, yeah. And it's like kind of ridiculous. But, but I did want to help you. I want to, like, I want to help someone in their life, you know. And, uh, and so I thought, you know, this fits everything that I actually want to do because I, I, don't, uh, I don't have to sit behind the desk. I actually, every day I get to help someone in something in their lives and I'll get some gratification or, or um, satisfaction from that and someone else. So you're like, okay, well, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, however, you know, when you're at university, look, university itself is, is great. I, I think mm-hmm. I learned so much from university beyond like the textbook stuff, like Mm-hmm. As Gareth mentioned, you know, um, consistency, discipline, focus, uh, you know, you also learn a lot from others in your class because I had some people that were older than me and they, the way they, they thought about studying and focus and, and these things, I, I, I really took a lot from my peers um, during university, more than probably a lot of them realized. But university is great for giving you that framework of, of how to do stuff, get it done, work from A to B and, and, and um reach goals, uh, you know, short-term goals um, for long-term aspirations. And that really taught me a lot. However, um, once you've invested, you know, five, six years of your life, um, you feel very obliged to now continue with that. And because you've created this identity for yourself, and I think that's the, the one little trap, you know, that you can fall into debt, you can fall into um, a siloed sort of mentality, um, you, you, you have to double down on it almost because you've, you, you think, well, I'm not going to have wasted all that time. And, and therein also lies the bit of the danger with, with, um, the formality of, of university. However, as we've just discussed, you know, like all the, this confluence of your life, uh, events leads you to where you are now. So you can never discount how important or, or how unimportant something is in your life. Um, however, um, you know, university, the whole dynamic around it is changing. And I, and I, it's interesting, like, like how would I, would I change that now? I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's necessarily always good. However, um, there, there, there definitely are pros and cons to it, but, uh, I'm happy where I am now. And I'm, and I, and I definitely want to continue being able to help people daily. Um, however, I'm also loving exploring this other side of myself, uh, this sort of, digital uh, version of of giving back in a way so there's there's different ways to give back and that's what i'm trying to sort of understand in the world now right so what advice would you give someone who has a really deep-seated desire to want to advance their career right they want more income they want more fulfillment more impact what advice would you give i think it's pretty simple i think the the, the real focus is what what do you want in life do you want more money? If, is that, if that's literally going to fulfill, if you think that's going to fulfill you, I don't think it's that hard. You know, you can figure out how to make more money. The reality is though, how many people will be fulfilled 
purely from a more money situation. So I think the reality, and this is just my opinion, obviously, is to to really go deep and find what your values are first. You know, really decide what are the things that make you excited, you know, and make you feel what, you know, get that energy in your tummy where you're like, this is, this is who I am. And then be as congruent with the, to those values as you can be because the way you do one thing in your life is the way you do everything in your life, you know, that old saying. Yeah. And so those are the two biggest things. So if you find, you know, for Gareth and I, like, let's say health is one of our values, so important to us, you know, your health is your greatest wealth. Now, if that's your, you, you won't go into a career where you're working 24 hours a day, work, you know, and, and just killing yourself and not being able to take care of your health because that's not your primary value. So I think the biggest first step is to really know what are the things that, that make you tick and then, and then try and mold your life around those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't be, don't be afraid to try new things. Like seriously, like we're living in this era now where everything is extremely cheap to try, you know, and, and you have access to an abundance of information. Literally is so much you don't, we don't even know what to do with. Mm-hmm. Um, so just use your time wisely. If you're looking to advance your career or you're looking to change your career, go and spend your time like, you know, like set time aside every single day in the morning. Maybe it's the first thing you want to do because your energy is good in the morning. Maybe you're a night person. Maybe, maybe you want to do in the evening. Set, set aside that hour to, to research and give yourself, you know, give yourself uh, like, I don't know, a six month period, a year period to, to explore everything that you're interested in. And, you know, go, go and meet other people that are doing that. And, you know, like just, you know, just, just find out from people firsthand, like at meetups or whatever the story is. Um, they, it, pe- people love to share information actually, you know, um, and, and, and help each other out. And I think it, in this day and age, it's so easy for us to find each other and to find information, whatever. You just need to open your eyes and look for it and go and search and you can, you can find it and connect in these things. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's just, just, uh, just, yeah, just one other thing to add to what Craig said, basically. Yeah. Thank you for that important distinction. And you know what? I just found an opportunity here because of how different your curve has have been. So I'm going to ask a question to rock the boat a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Okay. So here's the question. I would like to know, and if you could share to my listeners and to my viewers, Gareth, I'd like to know how not going to college has helped you to create an inspiring and fulfilling life. And Craig, I'd like you to answer how going to college has Mm. done the same. Cool. So for me, I think it's, it's very straightforward. Um, I have zero debt from college whatsoever. I was immediately earning money. I was immediately er- learning about the real world and getting hands-on experience. Like this is how, what you actually do, you know, like in a job. Um, so, so I've, I've been fortunate to learn that from the get-go, you know what I mean? Like, um, and therefore, it gave me years on the guys that went to university. And I don't want to say this in like any sort of like arrogant way or whatever whatsoever, but by not having that debt, you know, and been earning money from like, you know, from the get-go, um, it's put me in a better place financially than, than a lot of the guys I know that went to university, even though they're like having got great jobs and stuff now. Um, uh, it, it just gave me, yeah, I think it just gave me that time 
and 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 that's that freedom um, that that I'm able to you know make the most of now. So those are the, those are probably the two things. Um, yeah, two things I guess. And for me, you know, some of the some of the things that that uh, I take from going to university are, are, are things that are not necessarily unique to going to university. So, for example, a network. So, I, I, a lot of people I met on campus at university. That student life, the getting to experience that was really great. You know, we'd have this tribe of people that you'd see every day for six years and and hang out with them, and they were your they were like your your buddies and your brothers and sisters in a way, because, you know, you're going through this together. Um, you learn about hierarchies in, in sort of systems and, and whether, you know, you get to create a, an opinion about some of those things because you see how these um, sort of bureaucracies can work. And, and that's, imp- it's important. Like I say, you can learn this in other ways, but it's, you know, you, there's definitely this in, in a university situation. Um, the, the real world hit me hard in the face because I came out of school and um, I thought I was quite a like a know-it-all coming out of school. I, you know, school I found quite easy. And then I, I, I failed chemistry, well, almost failed chemistry in my first year. And I was like, I really thought I knew everything. And I, I got this massive slap in the face that it, it's hard out there and you actually have to work and you have to put effort in. And, and these were like lessons that I was really learning thanks to university. But like I said, probably the biggest lessons that I took were, were from my peers that had, had studied other things, done other, uh, other um, adventures in their lives and realized the world is so big. Um, and uh, the, the framework of university is like a microcosm. It's like a stepping stone. So you have school, which is kind of sheltered. Then you have like university, which is still kind of sheltered in a way, but it's a bit, you broader, you're broadening your horizons in a sort of safe space and then go out into the world, hopefully having some of this uh, um, knowledge. But the interesting thing though, is like it took me some years after university to really feel like my, uh, the stuff I trained for really all sunk in properly, which is really fascinating. I'm sure a lot of people have, have gone through that too. But I think um, those were the real positives that I took from university. And and uh, like I say, you you know you probably learn those from other things too. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they, they definitely stood stuck with me. Right. Uh, and 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 actually, sorry, um, Grace. Just a few other things now. Just just thinking about it. So I it gave me the opportunity to. Um, explore different things. Do you know what I mean? Like it, because I I had time. I was able to try this, and I was able to try that. And I also I wasn't stuck with an identity because I wasn't studying something specific. So it's like I've n- never ever had that my whole life. You know, I'm never like, oh, I spent six years studying accounting. Now I must go be an accountant, or you know, like um. So so that, and also the other thing, um is as soon as you go into the business world, you know, like, and, and I was in there when I was 18, you immediately have to kind of up your maturity game, you know, and, and learn, you know, you actually learn the dynamics of, of how humans interact and, and this whole other way like that, that people interact, like, com- which is different to how we interact socially, you know, like, so I think, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of great things now that I think about it. So it's a really cool question. Thanks for as- asking it. Yeah. And of course, the converse of that, if you believe that everything in life and everything in this world is not 100% one thing, like you can't have 100% happiness without 
without sadness. Mm. You can't have support without challenge, right? Mm. So we're talking about what were the benefits of not going to school? And for Craig, what mm. were the benefits of going to school? So what about the other way around? I mean, Gareth, have, mm. have there been moments in your career path where you felt like, well, if I had a degree, then this, it would have helped me in that. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the reverse of that. Yeah. 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 Maybe like once or twice, I guess the, the, the one thing, which is funny that Craig said that the one, I, I feel like in a way, I feel like I missed out on like the social elements of university. Like it just, I, I remember I used to go like when I, cause I lived overseas basically and all my mates, I would, I would come back to South Africa on holiday and I would go and spend time with them at university. And I would be like, man, this is cool. You guys are like in really having a great time. Not that I wasn't, but it was just this different scene because you're all the same age. You're all in it together. You're all staying in digs. So like, I think, I feel like that, that was a thing I missed out on, but you know, you always have something else that you replace it with, but, but that, that was a one. And the other one, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes maybe in my career, there was one stage in my career where I really wanted to like, um, be like very like like the serious banker, should I say? You know, like and get onto the trading floor and these sort of things. And I think it would have helped me there. Um, but in hindsight, I'm glad I d- it didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't. I'm just so glad the way things ended up. So, um, but there was a point at, at one point where I was like this kind of young guy trying to c- climb the corporate ladder. And, you know, get into specific roles. And I probably maybe didn't because I didn't have that degree. Um, but but, I, but I, there's no regrets, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't turn into that, that serious banker. Because <laughs> now we're here, you know. <laughs> uh, classic. Yeah, tell me about it. But <laughs> so for me, look, I mean, seriously, the debt, let's be honest, is a big one. You know what I mean? Like, and what Gareth said, like we actually spoke about this the other day, like, okay, my, my studies were six years. That's six years of me not having any income or student income just to sort of fuel my, my drinking habit at the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, so that's, the, that's sort of the, the, the one. It's a, it's a big one, you know, let's be honest. Um, so you're not making money and then you're also in debt because you're paying money to the, to the university. Um, and luckily in South Africa, I mean, if I compare the, the costs there compared to other places, I, I got off pretty, very lightly. But still, you know, that's six years of your life that you, and then you come out of university and you still start like at the very beginning, you know. So you may, you may be 10 years behind your, your peers that, that maybe um, had started earning cash early on. So I think that does make a difference. In the modern world, it's so much easier to create a business um, without having to needing the skills. And in the future, I feel like it's even going to become easier, you know, I mean, well, in two ways. So the humanness, the human side of things in the future is going to be so important. You know, we're going to need this, this, um, we need to double down on our humanness, I think. And, and so, um, the, the, the study aspect is going to be taken over from, from things that from AIs and things like that, that can easily learn what you've learned. Um, other than maybe programming of the things and that kind of thing. So, so I don't know, like moving forward, if it's necessarily just the uh, go-to it used to be. So I, I definitely see the downside to, to going to university as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then how do you advise someone? Like how would you advise someone who's along their career path? And you know, a lot of people feel like, okay, my career has plateaued now. So what I need to go, what I need to do is go back to school 
right? Mm. Go back to school to upgrade some technical skills or to gain some technical skills. And then I can come back and apply for a higher position or apply for a promotion or something like that. So how would you advise someone school going back to school or not going back to school? How would you advise a decision like that be made? Okay. So yeah, yeah, you go, bud. Okay. So, so what I would say is, um, if you say, if you want to go learn some skills, most of that you can do online as well. So I think most things you can find the time you can keep working, you can con- continue doing um, what you do and then upskill along the way. So I think that's a great, you don't necessarily have to stop and go back to, to university. And that's just, you know, for most things, I think that's, that's a, a plausible option in terms of getting into a career, finding a career. I think honest to goodness, I, I, I think you should, you should travel. Uh, and not make a big decision because you feel you should. I think you should get out of your your bubble wherever you live, move away, meet new people, get to know yourself, explore, have fun, and not have the pressure of feeling you should uh, go to university. And and because how many? Like, I don't know what the stats are. You would know, uh, Grace. But it's like people start X Y Z and they'll change course they'll change course again da, 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 because they're trying to figure it out within the academic framework whereas why don't you figure it out in a fun explorative uh, way around the world meet new cultures and get to know yourself that then you come back you say you know what i really love doing this and that or i really enjoyed seeing this and that's what i want to explore more um, then you go if you really must then you go back and study so that, that's the way i would sort of suggest it mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't, I don't, I guess I, I, I see things the same way as Craig when it comes to that, you know, like if people, yeah, if you're looking to advance your career, I mean, advancing your career and changing your career are two different things. So, um, you know, like if you, if you're looking to advance your career and, and you, you find that you need that extra degree or whatever it is, then then, then I guess you, you, you kind of have no choice. Sometimes you have to go for it. But the other thing, which I think, which comes to that, if you really want to advance your career these days, right, you've really got to focus on the soft skills. That's one thing that I think, um, so many people kind of get wrong is like, they're like, Oh, I need another degree so I can get here and here and here. No, what you need to do is you need to improve your EQ. You need to improve how you act socially. You, you need to sort of get amongst people. You need to improve your communication. You need to get comfortable. You know, you need to be able to um, articulate what you're trying to say um, so that you can get to these higher levels. Um, and that's for me, that is like the, the magic is, is the people that, that have that, you know, the social part of it. If you can communicate well with people, if you can communicate your message, message if you can lead well, you know, and uh, th- that's what I think is really going to help um, people that want to advance their careers is, is, is that side of things, not necessarily um, a, a degree to make you, you know, have another, you know, like a better skill than you currently have. Right. I couldn't agree more, Gareth. Like, and, and just to add one little thing there is like the, you mentioned it earlier, is bringing good energy, you know, just bring that energy to the conversations and your life. Like, Every interaction, we, we read a quote the other day about lean into every interaction uh, as if there were, there were going to be magic and miracles happening, you know, and, and so 
that's the way we should try and interact. And if you do that, honestly, people just, you're drawn to people, people are drawn to you and things happen, you know? And, and the other thing is, I know Grace, you, 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 some of your work you've done is like discussing how to network well, you know, that that's a skill you can learn. You can learn to like pitch yourself well and, and be engaging. And, and I think honest to goodness, that that's a really great skill, as Gareth said, like just to, to like double down on because that's where the, the doors will start start to open um, unless obviously it's not a technical thing you have to learn, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Have to go to school for it. Like if you want to be a physician, then you mm. must go yes. get your MD. Right? Like one of those things that are, are clearly black and white. One yeah. thing I love about your stories is that as different as they are, both of you have found your connection, found your purpose and found your fulfillment just simply by being self-aware and listening to your environment and getting that feedback from to you and being open to that, right? I mean, for you, Craig, it was your story about little Jackie and her hind legs, and then you were so attuned to it. So you were open to, you were open-minded. But Gareth, I don't think you shared your story. I mean, I think there was something about a motorbike accident. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That, yes, yeah, yeah. Story. It's, it's kind of like in parallel with Craig's and how he found his his. Yeah. So, so, so to be honest with you, I think, um, so what happened to me when I was 16, I was involved in a serious motorbike accident and, um, I was hit, hit head on by this guy that was drunk in his car and, um, and yeah, and I was literally on, on my deathbed, but I was fortunate that there was, um, there was an ambulance behind me, literally two cars, or not an ambulance, but a, but an off um, duty, um, sort of ambulance, um, assistant guy, Perfect. like a paramedic basically yeah and uh he had some he had like a defibrillator and a couple of other things in in the boot of his car and if it wasn't for him i would have i wouldn't have been here basically so so basically you know but that's cool that happened to me and i actually feel like it's one of the best things that could have ever happened to me in my entire life because subconsciously and it and it and it's only started occurring to me like in the last few years the more i talk about it is it's been a subconscious thing for sure i've always just been like a glass half full optimist um curious type of person um and that like you know what it doesn't really matter if i fail because life is so short and you can always pick yourself up and you can move on do you know what i mean um and it's it's the thing it's it's the thing that life is so short um, for me, like, and, and it's not, it's not in your hands most of the time, like 99% of the time it's not in your hands. Um, it, it can literally get taken like, like that. And I think that's the thing is like, cool. Life is so short. You've just got to make the most of it. You know what I mean? It's a privilege to be here first of all. Um, so just try as much as you can, you know, and that's been a theme that I've noticed in my life. Like I've always, kind of just tried new things you know it doesn't matter what it is like um when when i left banking i I literally took a year and a bit out to figure it out figure out what i wanted to do i thought i was going to be this um high-end kind of uh, personal trainer type of guy because that's where that's where my interest was that's what i was good at you know like i knew a lot about training and stuff um, so, so I went that way and I tried, I, I, I became a yoga, I'd learned to be a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. And then, um, I studied to be a chef and all these things, you know, cause I thought that was what I was going to do. But through trying those things and learning them, I realized, okay, maybe this is not necessarily exactly what I want to do. And then it was eventually a course that I did with a friend of mine, which was an executive coaching course that kind of brought everything together. And I was like, 
ah, this is what I want to do. So it's that curiousness and just trying things to figure out what you want in life, you know, like for me, which is, which has basically been my kind of like guiding star, should we say, you know, so, <laughs> um, what I'm doing now, it will, will definitely morph into something else. I have no doubt about it whatsoever. And, and that's, I'm completely comfortable with. And, and I think it comes back to that not having this identity, you know, for, but for a long time, actually, when I, when I left investment banking, I did have a bit of an identity there. I was like, oh, I was like, when people asked what I did, I would say, oh, well, you know, I was an investment banker. <laughs> so I did have it for a little bit, but actually for most of my life, I've, I've actually been happy to just go with the flow and try new things and, and be curious. Right. Were you going to say something, Craig? No, no, I was just, I was just listening to oh, guys I, I, I going hearing the story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, part of my message is that oftentimes people are so, they, they, they see their work and what they do as synonymous to who they are as a person. And so they're, that, talk about identity. This theme has come up in our conversation many times to so talk about identity. And so when they lose their job or when they realize they're no longer fulfilled, it's more than just a work situation, it becomes an existential crisis. Mm -hmm. So my question to both of you is, how important is having that clarity on who you are? Like how important has it been in your life? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's paramount to, to your future and your future happiness and your life um, purpose and enjoyment, you know, so uh, finding, so, so, it, it's one of those things. It's like happiness. It's it's kind of this generic term and and congruency and values. I feel like it's um, it could be articulated in a sort of a better, easier way. And maybe I'm still trying to figure this out myself a little bit. But um, it it is so important to understand yourself. But this is the thing, though. Like you kind of have to go through stuff to start to know yourself. So at which point do you feel like? that's the moment that I found myself. I don't know if it's that simple. Like you, you got to definitely spend time writing about things you think about actually thinking things through. It's very easy to adopt someone else's thought processes in life. You know, you read a book or you listen to a podcast or, and you go, Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's really fascinating. And then you actually start realizing you think like someone else. But I think what the root of it is, 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 cutting off distraction, spending time with yourself and getting to know the way your brain works and the things. And, and that's hard, you know, like meditation, for example, is not an easy thing to do, you know, because we are so frenetic, but I think you've got to start somewhere, right? So to sort of answer your question, I think some of the things you've got to try is, is be well, you know, if your body's functioning well and you've, you have more clarity in your, in your mind and your body um, then spend time like sitting quietly with no distractions, you know, have time to think about stuff, you know, because if you're constantly distracted with, with, from, from your own thought processes, you never actually get to know what your thought processes are. So maybe medit spend time, morning routines are, you know, once again, they can be seem a little bit lame, you know, like, oh, everyone talks about the morning routines, but there is a lot of value in, in having uh, rituals like this, yeah? Um, and then, um, you know, just uh, then once you've sort of got this idea of how your brain is, is functioning and who you are, then, then r write stuff down, you know, or, or take notes or 
record yourself uh, and really say, this is how I feel about life and, and things. So then you start to identify with um, your truth uh, and not someone else's. And, and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to get this framework of how, who I am actually. But there's sort of a step-for-step process that you can kind of follow to get there. And um, I think it's an ongoing journey, as Gareth said. You know, we will morph, we will adapt, we will change. Our values will also change. Hence why if you do it day to day over time, it's the slow meandering through life of like, uh, but I think the, 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 the trend will be, you'll be getting deeper and deeper and deeper on your self-awareness and your knowledge and your um, uh, truth and your love for yourself and others. And once you get to these real deeper fundamental human emotions and feelings and, and sort of attributes, uh, that's where the, the magic happens. So the, the pursuit needs to be uh, going deeper within yourself. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, I also think it's important for people to realize, right? Like we are actually all still trying to figure this out. No one, no one has it totally worked out, to be honest with you. So even like, you know, say people will look at you, Grace, and they'll go, Jeepers, this lady has it 100% figured out. You know what I mean? She knows where she's going. Um, she, she just has it all sorted. But probably the reality is that you're like, okay, um, actually, I, I kind of only know half of it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm always thinking about the other half or I don't quite know. Or I worry about this other half. Like, and, and, and this is actually what it's like for all of us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is we don't talk about it. Uh, we're not, we, we, our kind of egos hold us back a little bit, you know, and we don't, we don't want to admit that we're kind of like feeling a little bit lost and all these sort of things. Um, and we really need to do, we need to start talking about these things. You know, we need to like, it doesn't have to be like on social media or whatever, but like in a, in a nice supportive, comfortable group, you know, like a mastermind or whatever the story is, you know, you go, Hey guys, like I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out where I'm going. I'm feeling a little bit lost. And then you'll be surprised. Like someone else will go, you know what? Me too. I'm like the exact same. And then, and then everyone else chimes in. So I think it's important to realize that, that, um, we don't always have clarity, like it, it, but, but, um, you know, and, and other people are suffering from things. But like Craig said, it is important to start exploring who you are as a person. You know, like spend time with yourself. Do these like esoteric type of things. They are really, really, really important. You know, um, I was listening to a podcast this week. It was with uh, Rich Roll and his wife, uh, Julie. And um, she's like, just once a week, instead of spending two hours scrolling on Facebook, like, and, or whatever it is, watching Netflix or whatever the story is, um, go and just sit like in a quiet place. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, you know, just, just by yourself that can be outside or whatever it is and just find like, just start exploring who you are as a person and just start doing, it doesn't have to be two hours. Of course, like maybe start with 20 minutes, but start doing these things. It's important because mm. otherwise you're always distracted in life. That's what a phone is. That's what Netflix is. That's what like so many things in life are. They're a distraction from the reality. Mm-hmm. And the reality is understanding who you are and what you want. Mm-hmm. So going back to one of the things Craig mentioned, discipline is one of the most important things in life. And it sounds like, oh, it's this boring, strict thing. But no, if you want to actually advance in life and you want to 
be the person you want to be and do the things you want to do. You've actually got to be strict with how you, how you do things, you know, and one of those is, okay, cool. I'm not going to switch on my phone first thing in the morning. I'm not going to watch Netflix on the weekend. I'm actually just going to go and sit and be quiet and have some time to myself um, and get to know myself better. Yeah, because we talked earlier about how environment is so important and you have complete power to create it, right? Mm. And among our environment are the people we are with, our friends, right? And you two are like our best friends. Mm. Yeah. How long have you known each other? Uh, Six years now. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so we met on the dance floors six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so you, would you say that you're best friends and you know each other quite well? Yeah, look, we we speak to each other like more than we speak to probably our partners almost, you know what I mean? <laughs> like literally every single day if um one of us doesn't wake up and there's not like an audio message there, which is at least five minutes long. There's a problem. <laughs> so we know each other very well, definitely. Okay. And the cool and thing, we, we know. Oh, yeah. So, so the okay. cool thing is, though, uh, Grace, and this has taken time too. To be honest with you, like we've become more comfortable in each other's presence, and and we've also like we're more comfortable asking each other difficult questions because we understand that it's important to ask the people that are close to you in life difficult questions but like from a safe space it's not like you, you're judging them or whatever you know what I mean you're just like you're doing it because you're doing it with care and you just want to understand them that little bit more and and we're, we're really able to do this now and and we just I don't know we understand each other super well our dynamics is just there you know and um and yeah so I guess What's anything else Craig What's an example of a difficult question you used to ask each other? Uh, well, I think, I mean, to be honest with you, which is a question I think most people don't ask each other is like, how's your relationship? Mm. Like literally, how's it? Honestly, most people don't ask each other that. At least guys, let's, let's say, okay, yeah. maybe girls do. They, girls are, are much better at talking about these things. But guys, we don't. We talk about the sports and we talk about, you know, what we're going to do and that, what did you do at the gym and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but we yeah. don't actually go, so, um, so how's it going with your relationship? You know, like, are you guys getting on? Are you doing this? Are you, are you talking? Are you like, whatever, like you having, you know what I mean? Like we don't, that's a question that we ask each other, for example. I don't know, the other ones, Craig? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's so true what you say, Gareth. It just it's it's the communication and and being okay with asking tough questions and being okay that it's it's difficult it's difficult to ask a tough question. It's also difficult to be asked a tough question, <laughs> and it's it's practice. So we 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 kind of we we're trying to almost when we speak about this, you know, we just say like, okay, can you please? ask me some tough questions or give me feedback on, on my personality. Am I tough on people? Am I, am I domineering? And, and, and so we, we literally sent each other this message out there. Like we haven't actually given the feedback necessarily yet, but because I don't think there's a lot to give necessarily because we know each other so well, but um, it's important to do. And I can't think of a specific example, but there's been so many like little ones like, okay, um, do you need to work? Like I, I've cut down on my hours at work uh, because I'm trying to grow this side of, of my life and, and business and things like that. And, um, and so Gareth's like, you know, do you need to work that, that afternoon? Like seriously, like do you really need that? Um, can you not be more efficient elsewhere and then take this time and then we can work on things here? And that's a tough question. You know, like 
oh, okay, um, geez, let me have a think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that's an example. And then I, I did, I, like, I, I stopped working certain hours and, and that's been a great um, example and, and thing that, that we've done. And, but at the end of the day, it's just the communication has to, we have to learn to converse with others better because we just don't, you know? And one of the great things, Grace, like that we did was on our podcast, we interviewed one another. And, and this is something we actually suggest to people, not, not necessarily on, uh, on a recorded thing that you're going to publish like we did, but um, actually spend an hour, two hours, right? Listening to your partner, to your mother, your father, your sister. And honest to goodness, you'll be so shocked to, to, to hear all these things you never knew about someone. So we're very rarely in a situation where it's a unilateral exchange you know like now you know we've been dominating this conversation but generally, <laughs> like generally it's going to be like you will say and then we'll say something and you'll say and you're ready with your next question you know but when you actually sit down and listen to someone for an hour or two and ask probing questions oh my word it's like one of the most fascinating experiences that we've ever done and we actually recommend it to people to do with your family members because you think you know someone wrong <laughs> yeah and 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 actually like just you know we we've not only interviewed each other but we've also interviewed our friends and we've had them on the podcast and these are guys that we've literally known our whole lives okay we, we've gone to school with them and we, we they've like been in our group of mates and we, we know them like know them definitely in inverted commas right <laughs> but you think you do but 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 then when when you sit down and you actually have ask them like these deeper questions, you know, so tell me about where you grew up and what is your, your, your parents relationship like, and, and these sort of things, you actually know almost zero about that stuff because you're all young, you all grow up together. You don't ask those questions. You're just having fun, whatever, you know, but now as an adult, I think it's important to go back into, um, to have these deeper conversations with your mates, with your parents, with everything. Like Craig said, it's a, it's a really fascinating really powerful um and really valuable experience and and it's it's it, it, it actually makes you i think respect that person so much more because they open up to you and they're like you know this happened to me when i was a youngster and all these things so then you you begin to understand them that little bit more you're like oh maybe that's why you're like that or whatever you don't say that you know but you know it, it allows you to think that at least do you know what i mean yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've noticed about you two in the dynamic you have together, the energy in this culture is that you both have created an environment between the two of you where it's safe to say anything. It's safe to be vulnerable. It's safe to be authentic, right? And I've seen relationships break down where they didn't create that environment. And so what ends up happening is that they invite lies, right? They become mm. a lie invitee. Because right? the other person doesn't want to doesn't want to hurt them or doesn't want to cause any discord in the conversation, so they would tell a lie, right? Yeah. And this just keeps happening, happening. So relationships break down. So I just want to acknowledge you for this, you. and you could actually can feel it, you know, through mm. this chat that you that you have that 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 warmness between you two. No, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's but practical. actually, yeah, but also actually. Craig, it was, it was quite a conscious decision, actually. Yes. When we started the podcast, we actually said at the start, we were like, look, 
We live in different countries and complete opposite time zones. We're starting something together. We've never done anything together besides being buddies and party. Yeah. Um, we have to be 100% honest with everything, especially like, like business guaranteed to start with. And then that's obviously just filtered into everything else. But we said we have to be 100% honest. We have to be um, able to listen to what the other person has to say because we are different. We do have different, um, you know, perspectives or thoughts on things. Um, so we literally, it was a conscious thing at the start. We're like, cool, let's just be 100% open and honest with each other. Um, and when you do have something that maybe the other person might disagree with or whatever, just make sure you say it in, in a nice way, you know, so that it, it gets taken on board right. in a good way, you know. And, and that's one big thing is like feedback, it, it, like you hit the nail on the head there, Gareth. It's like how you deliver something to someone is so important. You know, there, there's different ways to, even if you are upset or you disappointed or whatever the word we want to use is, um, you, you, the, um, you know, the, the truth is that you can deliver things in a way that is constructive and that is such an important thing. So, um, actually when we've had conversations that when we, excuse me, when you're being strategic about, okay, what are we going to do next week with this and that? And we, we having one of these conversations sometimes, you know, like there's moments, obviously we, we two, you know, red blooded males and we, we're going to have our moments where we, we feel like our opinion is, is the one that we should go with or whatever. Um, but every time we've had these discussions it's been very respectful. We've never been angry with one another. Um, and that's honest. Like we, you know, we, we're not just saying that now, like we, because of these rules that we've set ourselves, the ground rules. And every time we've had these discussions where we like, it's a bit tough or a little bit maybe awkward because we want to work through something. Every time you come through that, you feel a thousand times more accomplished than if you hadn't discussed it or if you had just pushed it under the rug. And, and those have been some of our best conversations. We look back and we go, geez, that was a little tough. But we've come to this new understanding and wow, it feels amazing. So that, that, that's taught us now, okay, well, we've done that. Gareth and I have done that together. I'm sure I can do this with other people now too. I, I know that it can, I, I can work through something and feel awkward and feel uncomfortable, but come out the other side um, feeling great because we've achieved something together. And it takes effort and articulation and, and, but it's worth it at the end of the day. So if we can impart some, something to, to anyone here today is like, you know, just don't shy away from, from the conflict necessarily, but do it in a way that is respectful and, uh, and receiving, receive feedback as well. If it's constructive in a, in a sort of a, uh, humble way. And the next thing you know, your life is improved. Yes. So in my messaging, I'm really glad you shared. In my messaging and in my programs, my coaching programs and career acceleration programs, I teach principles on how to de develop and build and nurture relationships because you need, you need to do that to mm. build what I call career advocates. And those advocates are going to open doors for you because they've experienced who you are and they advocate for you. So they'll give you referrals. They'll open doors for you and reveal hidden jobs in the hidden job market, right? And so mm -hmm. thank you. I want to thank you for sharing a framework that's worked for you into developing this effective friendship and partnership too, right? So that could definitely be applied to nurturing relationships like that. So I'm curious, I'm curious, have you ever experienced a moment where 
one of you said something, gave feedback to the other person about the other person, right? You gave some, the other person feedback. And upon listening to that feedback, you kind of thought, oh, I didn't know. That's completely the opposite of what I thought I was like, right? Mm-hmm. The other person saw something completely different. It's definitely, yeah. I don't, I don't have like an exact example, but it's very, it's what you're talking about is extremely important though. And, and literally Craig and I, we, we shared at least 20 minutes of audio messages this week on it. Um, talking about blind spots. Um, every single one of us in, in this world has a blind spot or probably has a ton of blind spots. You know, we, we think we act and we operate in a certain way and um, actually you know, often we're not doing that. That's not how we're being perceived by other people. Um, and, and, you know, not, no names or anything like that, but we've actually had this happen very often on our podcast. Like people will, 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 will portray a certain way of their personality and they'll say, this is what I am um, and, and talk about it. But actually the actions are the complete opposite, you know? So it's very interesting, like how we all have these blind spots and it's important to get somebody like say Craig for him to point them out to me, you know, like I'll be like, Craig, you know, and, and you must be willing to accept what, what that person has to say, because they're saying it genuinely, you know, they're not saying it to kind of be nasty or whatever. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I have any examples exactly yet um, uh, of, of any Craig. I don't know if you have any good ones. I, I, I think not, not really, but I think the, the thing is that, that's why Gareth and I we run a, a mastermind as well, and um, and it's important. It might not have to be your best buddy yeah. that you, you're able to do this with, but you you find the space or you find the environment where you can receive this information. In an, you know, you're seeking that. I, I want to know where my blind spot is, and that's the, the step that we often miss. Is like. Oh, I don't really want to know, but I do want to know kind of feeling, you know, like I don't want to be told something about myself that I didn't know and I don't necessarily like, but I mean, let's be honest. The only way you're going to know that is, is by, um, or change something in your life is by knowing it. Information is the power. So there are other frameworks that you can do this and, and, a, and, a, and a good mastermind is a, is a very, um, important and, uh, uh, you know, safe space to, to, to have feedback from people, um, in, in a way that's, uh, nurturing and, uh, positive. And I think that's, uh, that's why the, that's why you have these kinds of things, you know? And so look, I mean, the, the specific example is always hard to kind of picture, but there are, there are definitely things where we've, where I've gone back after conversations and gone, you know what, you're so right. Like I am hard on, on people or like, part of myself or, you know, or whatever it may be. And, and mm-hmm. these are, these are vital um, little tidbits that next time I'm, I'm about to be hard on myself or say negative thoughts about myself or whatever, I'm actually maybe a little bit slower to do that because I'm like, mm, I remember Gareth or whoever it was, you know, had said this to me and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm more aware of it now. So slowly, slowly over time, I'm, I'm less hard on myself, for example. Okay. Oh, thank you for sharing that. So now I'm curious, the two of you have this podcast, you know, you are in contact every day, you have ideas, you, you are completely open with each other, you have this, a similar vision you have, and you're, you share that with each other. So what's next? What's next mm. for, 
you know, ridiculously human. What's next for other projects? What's next for the two of you as partners, as friends? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked and thanks for asking too, because we have so many, I don't know, we have so many exciting things. You know, we're always thinking of like ways we can improve our podcast, yeah. ways we can grow our network, way we like way, but also ways we can really nurture our current network and, and people and listeners. You know, that, that for us is the, the most important thing. Um, so uh, w- there's a few things that we're working on. Uh, we're going to be writing a book soon. Um, so we've actually recently in the last uh, two months, we've changed the format of our podcast. We used to publish uh, four guest episodes a month and then four bonus episodes a month, which is called Superhumanship, which is where we basically go into every single um, uh, interview that we do and we basically sort of do a synopsis on it. You know, we're like, this is what we learned from speaking to this person. So we were doing uh, four and four, but now we're going uh, two and two because we need the time and the space um, to to write the book that we want to do. We also want to be adding almost this kind of like a radio element to our podcast. So like once a week we'll have like Craig and I, we kind of just sit there and we do like a, a live conversation and we get people to call in and we, 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 um, yeah, we have like certain, and then there's another, there's another thing that we want to do. There's so many, <laughs> we like <laughs> you, you basically, we want to become really good at, um, having discussions and debates. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for example, like say once a week, we'll say, cool. Okay, Craig, um, you're going to, this week, we're going to have a debate on why Donald Trump is a good president for America. And you're going to go and research why he is good. And you're going to argue your corner and I'm going to come and I'm going to argue the other side, but we're going to have like a proper debate and discussion. So these are things that we want to start doing, you know, like there's so many, there's so much you can do in the world. Like it's so exciting with all these things we can do, you know what I mean? And, and it's available to everybody. All this stuff is available to everybody. You know what I mean? Like we're just fortunate that we started our podcast almost two years ago and now we're able to explore other things. And, um, and it's, this is just available to everybody. So we want everyone to just feel encouraged, you know, that, that there, there should be no barriers to, to stop you from doing what you want. You know, there's, there's no costs involved mm. in this really, you know, it's like so minimal. Um, it's just your time and it's your effort. So, so those are a few of the things, Craig, I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah. We, you know, we're also working on an offering that kind of combines our skills. You know, we, we, we have so many different skills that are like from different angles and you know, in, in the modern world, we all have influence in our family or our workspace or people around you, like micro-influencing. You know, every day we're doing this, we don't even necessarily realize it, but it's so important. So these skills that we've discussed today in our podcast, you know, being well, being centered, being um, a pillar around resonating or being the primary oscillator within your environment yeah, is, is so important. How do you do that? And, and, and then and give, give tools to people on, on being just navigating their, their, their life a little bit better. Um, and uh, we also like building up the, the mastermind and that kind of thing. So just a few other extra more like concrete things as well. But like Gareth said, let's see, we, we've got so many, like we were so excited for life and, and just, meeting people like yourself and and that's the big drive is just people at the end of the day human beings are are what gets us gets us so excited and and connecting more with them it, it should create excitement in people's lives to think 
that we have so many opportunities of flavors of people to connect with and learn from. It's like we're so lucky and, and, and every interaction should be viewed as such. And, and that's really what's got us excited moving forward. You know, more interaction, more great people and leveling up our conversations is like what it's all about. Wow. One thing that stood out to me when I came across you and when I chatted with you on Ridiculously Human and I read the synopsis of your podcast, I, one thing that really stood out to me was that, wow, Craig and Gareth are ideas people, right? They <laughs> are you. ideas people. They are innovative. They're ideas people. And so I'm not surprised to hear that you have a lot of ideas and that you're making them happen. I'm not surprised at all. I'm just excited to see and to observe how this footprint you're leaving in this world is going to leave it a better place. Mm, Yeah. So I'm curious. Now let's do a thought experiment. Let's pretend that we have trans I've, I've, I've come to you and I've said, come on, I've got this time machine here and we're getting into this time machine and we're going to go forward to, I don't know, five years to 10 years. Just another generation has passed. You know, we have kids hmm. now, let's say that, you know, there's a generation, a new generation that is born from all that you've seen, from all that you've experienced, all the people you've talked to, the research you've done, the books that you've read, et cetera, et cetera. What do you predict to be the future of work? Of work, sorry? Work, the future of work. What do you think the future of work looks like in the next (laughs) generation? Great question. (laughs) You go, Craig. So, So, look, the future of work is kind of what I touched on, in my opinion, earlier. The future of work is going to be doubling down on the soft skills, as Gareth said, and doubling down on human connection the 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 work the mundane tasks the 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 drudgery of human uh uh, factory work and these kinds of things is going to be gone so we have to then find ways to fit in and uh combine with uh, the the way um artificial intelligence is going to augment our lives and so they the, the 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 machine learning and these things are going to take over a lot of our tasks, right? Um, And so we have to then uh, be the intermediary between the the machine and other people. So so you're going to have to find skills that are going to be able to link the two. So for example, a doctor won't just be doing the diagnosis. You can plug your list of symptoms into a machine that will be able to pull out a much better list of potential differential diagnoses, right? But then you need to then say, cool, you've got these five differential diagnoses. I need to then impart this into someone in a really human way and say, look, these are the things it could be. And, and maybe go and you'll have more time to maybe visit the patient at home and, and care for them there and give them advice. And, and that's where you're going to really, the, the heart space is going to be more valuable moving forward. So that's where the workplace is going to, is going to be founded is from our connections as human beings. Uh, and that's really kind of, uh, I don't know if it's five or 10 years maybe, but in the future, that's definitely where it's heading. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and just to, to add what Craig said, I think firstly, right, let's get excited about the future. 
Like seriously, let's stop worrying about what AI is going to take away and, and all these sort of things in terms of jobs. It's going to create so many efficiencies. And what that means is, is we're going to get this thing that we're all waiting for. We all want more of time. We're all going to have more time to do cool things, right? We're going to be able to explore what it's really like to be human. We're going to be able to be doing all of our right brain, artistic uh, sort of sort of jobs and these sort of things. So like, you know, um, if you want to work in the theater, the theater is going to be like, as if you're a banker now, or if you're like in IT now and you're a developer, that's what the theater is going to be in 10 years time, because we're going to have computers doing all this analytical kind of other, other things, you know what I mean? Um, but it's this human side that we're really going to be able to explore. We're going to be able to um, have more time to go outside and learn how to farm and to, to grow our own vegetables and these sort of things. You know, we, we're really going to be able to um, double down on being human, I think. And um, that, that's for me what the future looks like. You know, we're going to have to integrate, of course, with so much machinery and robots and whatever, but we can do it in the right way for sure, you know, and just, um, yeah, just remember who we are. And mm. uh, and I guess that's for me what the future looks like. I'm super excited about it. Uh, I think humans are problem solvers and we've always done that our whole existence. We've always solved problems. So whatever problems AI might bring or whatever, we will sort it out. Let's not get too hung up about it. You know, let's get excited mm. for the opportunities it's going to create. And um, let's enjoy finding out who we are again, that, you know, that layer deeper. So I guess that's my thoughts. <laughs> and Craig and I are going to be high-fiving and still dancing on the dance floor in 10 years' time in our <laughs> I, I want to see pictures of that. <laughs> okay, one of the questions you asked me when we were chatting on the Ridiculously Human podcast, the very last question you asked me was, what does it mean to you to be ridiculously human? And I thought to myself, well, since you asked that question, I want to ask a similar question on my show. And I'm, I don't, I've never asked this question to anyone else before, although I might starting now. Nice. <laughs> so my question to both of you is, what does it mean to be a career revisionist? Great. I, I think it means to... Um, to find out what it is that you love, to not be afraid of what other people think, to do stuff that makes you happy um, and to use your time wisely on this planet and to offer the skills that, that you have that can bring value to the world and to make the most of that Seriously, we, we, we have one chance as far as we know on this planet. Um, don't be afraid to, to explore all these things that make you as a person. Do you know what I mean? All these things that interest you. Do them all and find out what it is that makes you you and how you can provide the most value and find a purpose in life. And... That's what it means for me. 
Totally. And, and look, I, I couldn't agree more with, uh, with what Gary said there. A hundred percent career revisionist is actually revise yourself. You know, it, it's, it's take a moment to get to know yourself as, as we've spoken about here today and, and, and really look at, give yourself a, a long, hard look at and remember that moving forward, um, it is going to be about that human side of things. So really like double down on that and, and be adaptable. I think if you, if you have to revise the way you do things is be okay with constant change and, and, and adapt to anything that comes your way. And, uh, and but when you're adapting, use the framework of does this fulfill me, as we said, and as Gareth said, um, and so as you're adapting, you make choices based on your values and your congruency to those values. And then also, will this give me fulfillment? And generally speaking, if it's, a, if it's something that you can provide value, but also more than providing value, giving back to others in some way, shape or form, that is going to be um, how you revise the way you, the, the decisions you make in your career um, and I think that is going to be fulfilling for yourself and for others. And that's how the world becomes a better place. Wow. I love those distinctions. And although you have different backgrounds, you always find a way to come together and create this union. And that's, I just loved observing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love observing it. It's just so beautiful, this partnership and the friendship. So please tell my viewers, tell my listeners, they wanted to get a hold of you. Where could they find you? Go go, Craig. Oh, so, so I mean, we, if you just go to our website, it's um, com, and you know we all of our um, our information is on there. Uh, we're we're mostly active on probably I would say Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And, um, you know, we, yeah, that's where, you know, all of our information is, is on our website. So, uh, and of course, you know, our podcast is on all the different, um, podcast platforms and audio platforms. And, you know, we publish an episode every single week and we just really love, we just love people listening to it and, and the feedback we get. And, and, and that's what really drives us to be honest with you. Like, um, it's uh, it, it, that's what makes makes this for us like such a such a like a dream come true. Literally, you know, when someone touches base and they go, you know what, uh, I listened to your podcast and and I thought this and this and this, and you really changed my mind and and you just really really helped me. So you know, like uh, just just one example. Sorry, I know I'm just going on yellow, but like my next door neighbor, she came up to me yesterday and she's like, hey uh, hey Gareth, um, I quit my job. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I don't have a job to go to. I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah. She's like, well, I was listening to your podcast and you know, the, the guy that you had was talking about, you've got to be happy in life and you've got to do this. And, um, and I found that I wasn't happy in my job and whatever. And I was like, cool, I'm going to resign. And I'm, and I'll, she always find a job because she's very good at what she does. And she's like, and I quit my job because you guys motivated me to do that. So, you know, like it's, it's those sort of things, you know, and, and that's what, that's what we just love. We just love, um, we just love like hearing from people and helping people however we can. So that that's where you can find us. And we look forward to hearing from you. Anything to add, Craig? To help no, just, you? okay. No, just literally that we're just so grateful for the opportunity to yourself, Grace, and to your listeners for taking the time to listen 
to our story. You know, it's our humble story. You know, we always think it's so in a way strange that, that anyone might care, you know, because um, our stories are, are um, so normal. Everyone has a story. That's the thing. Hey, like, and, and, and we, but, but we just want to just take that moment just to say, thank you so much. It, it really help. It's really helpful to, articulate your own story to someone else and be given the platform where you're able to do so. And as Gareth said, we please get in contact with us, drop us a line, say hi, you know, like this is, this is why we do what we do. And, um, and it's so great just to connect with a new uh, group of intelligent people out there. And uh, we just, um, yeah, we look forward to connecting with some of you and we're just grateful that we have connected with you now, Grace, because um, you know, they always say you need to, if you know be in a room where people are smarter than you and and look you definitely that person so like <laughs> grateful so thank you yeah. craig it's, such a charmer as well <laughs> no but i'm just, but no no and, and and no but it's entirely true and and genuine and just thank you so much uh, for having us on your show like we know the effort it takes to put together a show like this um, and and it's a lot and um you know you've been such a great host and asked really great questions so really really appreciate that and um you know it just means a world to us that we've connected with you so so thanks again for for having us and you've done really well with the two of us and not easy handling two of us (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think what makes it so easy is that all of us are conversationalists Mm. right so we can i could just say boo and then mm. <laughs> 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 so I'm, I'm just really grateful. So thank you so much for being such wonderful guests. And you know what? I know that this is not the last time we're going to have a conversation together. Yeah. Totally. Cool. Us not too. The last time. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> so thank you. And so if you're listening to this episode and you're watching this episode on YouTube, comment below, what have you learned in this conversation? And if you are listening on the podcast, I invite you to leave a review on iTunes. Your reviews are very important to me. And if you have questions there, if you want to have questions, pop them in there as well. I read every single one of them and I look forward to hanging out with you in the next episode.